folks, and welcome to the Daily Ratings Podcast. It's a show where each week we'll sit down with Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching, both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The Daily Ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing... John Wick, John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, and finally, newly released John Wick Chapter 4, all directed by Chad Stahelski. It's going to be a great show, folks, so stay tuned and enjoy. Vincent Daly, how we doing, buddy? How's it going, Tom? Uh, it's going okay for me. How was your action-filled week? Yeah, <laughs> the Wick Week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, this was uh, honestly a delight. Uh, I mean, oh, with yeah? one note, maybe? <laughs> but, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, this was a, a ball to watch all these films this week. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was the way to go. I think we were... Uh, we were looking forward to it. Yeah, I know, I was, yeah, yeah We were definitely looking forward to John absolutely. Wick, John Wick 4. And... I know I did some brushing up and everything like mm-hmm. that. I'll have some two shoes. I'll have some that Ooh. I don't do, do two shoes on. <laughs> you know, we'll mix it up a little bit. But yeah. definitely, we are John Wick fans. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll say right, right off the gate. So I, I did, we didn't see John Wick 4 together. But I, obviously, I did see it. And mm. I was very thankful. It was very nice. It's been nine years we have this character. Sure. And I have all my thanks to you. You bought my ticket on the john wick train very early on <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a big thing no bandwagoners you know no. We, we, after, not after movie two no not no. after movie three we're true john wick hipsters we didn't yeah <laughs> before john wick was cool so, <laughs> yeah but i was thinking about that it was great to be with this character this long yeah absolutely you know, it's definitely a bit of a journey absolutely so. and a little bit of a uh, uh, director study with chad uh, stahelski uh, you know, a legend in stunt choreography and coordinator. Also, I mean, I think it's a great spotlight for Keanu. Uh, yeah, oh my god! You know yeah. I mean? yeah, absolutely. Um, we we talked a lot about it in uh, going way back to the Matrix review, but um, his commitment and physical performance here is next to none. You He's, know, we've all seen the the videos of his gun training online and uh, his martial arts uh, yeah. training. He's over. He's sixty now. Uh, he's he's right so. ar- he's right around sixty sure, and sure. just like still performing. Him and Tom Cruise, I'll tell you. But the <laughs> yeah. fight scenes are like yeah. are just first class. Oh yeah. And the action is still first class and everything like that. We'll kind of go through I'm glad we didn't do a fifth movie. We're really dedicating yeah. this to Wick. I think it's the mm-hmm. way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about the franchise and everything like that and just get in depth to it a little bit. But I think the best thing to do is we'll just kind of get to it right away. Uh, one quick note. Yes, please. Uh, of course, um, it, very, very <laughs> unfortunate timing. But, uh, of course, a rest in peace to Lance yes. Riddick. Uh, honestly, a cool as ice character in this entire franchise and uh, brought a 
lot to these films. Not just a normal bit performance or anything like no, that. No, you might think so, so in the first one, but yeah. he's, I think he's a character that unanimously people love. Yeah. Um, and for people who don't know who we're talking about exactly, but he was the concierge mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. New York Continental, and uh, he takes care of John Wick's dog and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. They beca- he just becomes, he was a great character, mm-hmm. loved that guy, ever since back with Lost, yep. where he just had that vibe about him. Oh, that's right. Just that's a cool right. character. Yeah. Um, so definitely, yeah, tragically died just as the film was coming out. I know. And it was like super, super sad. It's so odd. I mean, the red carpet, there was tears from Keanu, there was oh, te- really? tears from Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, I mean, it it was wow. definitely like a huge, obviously a big yeah. shock to everybody. So yeah, and the timing of it was just so odd that it was really, you know, right at the uh, at the launch. Of I know he was even doing it. like press for the movie yeah. and everything. So like it was, it was, it's, it was, yeah, definitely big shame. Good thing for shouting that out in the yeah, very beginning, absolutely for sure. But okay, let's jump back. Like I said, nine years ago, two thousand and fourteen, John Wick graces with his presence, <laughs> and Vin, let's get into it right away. How did we like John Wick? Oh, how did I love John Wick? Um, <laughs> folks, we have mentioned John Wick countless times on the podcast. It's so true. It's so I true. mean, it is a it is one of the top five memes of the podcast yeah. that we compare everything <laughs> to John Wick. Particularly, that's because it has a special place in our hearts. Uh, Tom, as you introduced, you know, this film was a very real boys' night watch. Uh, in our friend group. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, flashback to 2013, 14, I was really obsessed with finding these great action films, and this one was uh, just an instant hit, basically. Some other great yeah. movies to come out from that time. Uh, of course, the Indonesian powerhouse, The Raid Redemption and Raid 2, both directed by Gareth Evans, which hopefully we'll be able to revisit with uh, him later on in the year. He has a new film with Tom Hardy, so Very cool. some more good action in 2023. Yeah. So, so let me say it clearly. I am a fuck John Wick enthusiast. <laughs> I was there from the start before everyone and their fucking mother knows about John Wick and what he does before he's in Fortnite, you know, <laughs> a full John Wick hipster I am. And uh, I'm happy to say, I mean, this first John Wick is is legendary. It, it's such a good movie still to today, still even in the rankings of uh, especially with four, there's a lot of buzz. What's the best uh, out of the franchise? Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Wick One, it hits it on the head. Uh, so, uh, but I strongly believe this first movie was lightning in a bottle. Uh, you know, one that the sequels and films like Nobody try to imitate, but never truly and fully recapture. Uh, and I think the simple reason why is we do not know who John Wick is. This story pulls mm. the greatest Houdini of all time, and sadly, even one that the sequels rob of what makes it so special. It is the reveal of who John Wick is that makes this one of the greats. So right now, folks, if you have not seen it, you can feel free to listen. You know, I'm fine with you listening, but watch it. It is that good. It is a blanket, a blanket endorsement for John Wick 1 to watch it, especially if you do not know who John Wick yeah. is. And, and, and like you said, we get drippings of John Wick, yep. which is what's so great. We're world, we're episode two, or episode two, chapter two, <laughs> chapter two. <laughs> this is the Star Wars. <laughs> chapter two, maybe we have- John some, Wick Attack of the Clones, really. It's kind of like world building a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But with John Wick, we get drips and tastes, and but we're still questioning a lot of things. Yeah. You know? And it's that first punch, that first initial on the scene type of film mm-hmm. where- I've been really asking myself all week is, do I love this movie Mm. all because of just the novelty of it? Mm. You know what I mean? Of that first reveal. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Is that what makes one good? 
I think it That's absolutely is like, what makes one good. And but do you know what I mean? Is Casino that much worse than Goodfellas? <laughs> and is it just because Goodfellas came out oh, a sure. year or two beforehand? Sure. You know what I mean? Right, right. It, I feel like it might be a little bit of that syndrome or that. that. Yeah, I mean, first does, to the race kind of thing. Right. It, it, it doesn't stop what the film is still. Right. But right. you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, even coming to it, I, I have enjoyment for that first reveal. But that's where I stress more so than normal. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I, mean, I think going into Wick, Wick One with zero spoilers, not even not even an inkling of where this film is going. Yeah, is why it is so good. And again, imitations from nobody. I mean, the same the same writer. Yeah, time. Uh, arguably, all these sequels try to do the same type of flip and just aren't able to reach the heights of it for that reason yeah. because we don't know. So I, I'm almost surprised that we didn't get more of it, honestly. Yeah. I feel like because of John Wick, maybe in other films, action was bumped up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Maybe even in a Bond, maybe I think in the, the last Mission Impossible as well. I just mm. think some of the the choreography and the fighting just it, – it, it bumped up the industry Raised a Raised bit. the bar. Exactly absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. I have yeah. a whole copycat section. Oh, good, we'll good. <laughs> So, uh, so for folks on board, uh, our story is, of course, about John Wick, a man who loses the last parting gift of the love of his life, an adorable dog that is viciously killed in a home invasion. But these thugs don't know the hornet's nest that they have just kicked. This resurrects the Baba Yaga, the boogeyman of the criminal underworld sprawling, honestly, worldwide. What comes from this is a flawlessly simple revenge objective and even more flawless action to show us why John Wick is a name everyone seems to know. Honestly, one of the best parts of this film is peeling back the layers of the criminal underworld, finding out more and more of just how cool of a fictional world (laughs) that, that John Wick lives in and operates in. We're constantly being drawn in more and more as the film fishes out slowly little bit of world building a great early example of this is a is the cop scene where it show when the cop shows up at John Wick's house and I, I, hey, I was, John. Yeah, yeah, you're working, working again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's such a great scene because you see the cop lights after the action is done. Yeah. After the the you know the gunpowder is settled, you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. you know, oh he's done. It's 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 over. And to see how that is a not a problem for this fictional world is so great. And the film just repeats that again and again, just peeling back yeah. layers. And, um, and I and I will say this just too, and, and not jumping too much ahead to the, to the um to the others but the peeling back mm-hmm. felt good it felt cool mm-hmm. it for somehow you were still managed to suspend your belief or yeah. realism a yep. little bit and something that 2 and 3 went so hard into the war- world building that mm-hmm. it 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 lost its luster it yeah. became repetitive it became not so cool or interesting sure. anymore the way one dribbles it out yep. and opens it up to you uh, awesome it's very, just very enough cool. yeah to basically go from i'm i'm seeing this movie as next to real life and then just seeing how how that yeah. world is actually a fictional world right and yeah, how yeah. that is unveiled uh, I mean, this underworld includes cool as ice hitmen, shady services disguised as business, and plenty of characters that keep you guessing. Once we know who John Wick is, the world building is all of what the three sequels you know, define themselves to be. So, folks, if you like this, and almost kind of going back to how I spoke about in our Girl with the Dragon Tattoo special, uh, in kind of studying a series... I'm kind of approaching this to say, how how long are you on the ride? You know, how how long are you kind of 
taking that ticket and, and getting back on the ride. And right. I think if the world building is good like it is for pretty much every fan of John Wick, uh, I think that's a good indicator that you should probably stay on until you know this latest entry then basically okay. yeah i think that so, i think that works yeah yeah uh, a massive massive praise is that the goal is just laid out so simply it's flawlessly simple like an arcade game even it's expertly paced there's no killer uh, I want to say no killer. Uh, it's it's no. all killer, no filler. Vice <laughs> <laughs> uh, versa. Honestly, I think the the best part of this is that the lethality of John Wick is never reduced. From a writing and an action standpoint, his character is never manipulated for a plot beat, beat or some bullshit to lengthen the film. He always operates at such a level of lethality that anyone that is coming across him is going to die, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how Stahelski creates action scenes around this is with the understanding that nothing is held back. I think why fight scenes feel so good in John Wick 1, but pretty much all the John Wicks, is that whether it's fists, knives, or the series Amped Up Gung Fu, it's John Wick operating at the, the peak uh, of what he can as a character. You know what I mean? He's never really holding anything back. And I think just a lot of the times when it comes to how characters are used in action, sometimes that takes a back seat because the film's got to mm. get lengthened out or they got to get a plot beat across. And at least in John Wick 1, that's never the case. Yeah, the simplicity absolutely helps. I mean, yeah. and this one is the shortest by a long shot. I mean, it's an hour and 41 minutes, yep. by far the shortest because the next one, next shortest is two. Yep. And it's two hours and two minutes. And it's, it's only going up from there. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. and it's a bit, that's a big jump. Yeah, but you're yeah. right, with it's just, it's such a skeleton plot. Yeah. That the framework that he can work on. One thing that I feel, and I want to get your opinion on this. John Wick, throughout all of these movies, mm -hmm. it is never from go, we're killing people. It is never mm. from go, it is action, action, action. This franchise, because it's, op we're going to talk about it in four, because, sure. of, because of the length. I know it's going to come mm, up. Right, right, right. But I, I do <laughs> yeah. want to press, press, preface it with just the fact that there are always slow and quite slow moments yeah. in every single John Wick. And I think it's something that you can't really forget. It is in the DNA, whether mm -hmm. people will, will bitch about it every movie or not, mm. or say that four just, oh my God, it's two hours and 50 minutes and blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, from the get-go in one, mm. there's some pretty slow moments It in starts one. off very slow. Yeah. In, the, in kind of, again, in the Houdini is that you're watching the film and you're saying, what, what, what is this? And then they kind of flip on the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually a misstep that a lot of the, the sequels have is that they try to place that slow moment or slow sequence uh, in different sections of the film. And it really works no better than having it front-loaded in the beginning like John Wick 1. Hmm. We'll talk uh, about that more... Later than sure. too, yeah. Sure. But I think I, th that's a good point too, because it, you're not taking them on this up and down roller coaster. It's just like, mm -hmm. hey, slow, some building, and then from, and then yeah. it's from go. Then we have our single, uh, you know, John Wick is a man of focus. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Uh, I'll try to resist uh, quoting the film as much as possible, but that singular focus. Uh, there's no zigzag. It's it's one straight line, right. and I yeah, think yeah. that's honestly what an action film needs, and why this is so good as an action film. Yeah. So. It, 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 no, for sure. Derek Constad, uh, or I'm sorry, Colstad uh, is an important player in this for sure. Uh, but to be honest, he, him going on to nobody to do nobody, the film with uh, Odenkirk. Odin, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, him going on to do nobody is a little disappointing because it, I, I re we reviewed that on the show. Yeah, 
and I remember saying then that this just feels like rinse and repeat. And yeah, I mean, I don't like that he goes on and kind of cheapens the legacy of Wick with this. I think there's a special collab between Kolstad and Stahelski here. And even though he gets a writing credit moving forward, it's a special one here. I think it's, a, again, this lightning in a bottle uh, for Wick 1. Yeah, every, everything is slim. Everything mm-hmm. is trim from the staff to the writing, to the length, to to the act, oh, yeah. to the story, everything is slim in this, yeah, and it comes across that way too, absolutely. But definitely for the writing, because more people kind of get on board with writing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Colstad, Derek Colstad, definitely stays in the game. He's yep. he's always there and has has a major role to play. Mm-hmm. But with this first one, it is something. I mean, you said in the beginning, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, another very important piece of the puzzle is set pieces and locations, and uh, are, are some of the most vital aspect to a good action film we touched on this in our Die Hard review that location gives context to our ability to see is the does the action have stakes what do we understand about the scenario why is it life or death almost like how we touched on last week that technology oftentimes gives context to sci-fi uh, here the locations bookmark action scenes and are revealed to us at the same time as John Wick is figuring it out and, and makes them perfectly recognizable. I'm talking about the Continental, the Red Circle, Vigo's Church. For anyone who has seen these films, there is a wonderful action sequence that follows up each of these locations, hmm. and it's immediately recognizable for that reason. And, and honestly, the fun of creating these iconic settings in addition to the world building is what this film franchise never loses. I think almost to the point that if I have to elevator pitch, pitch John Wick 4, it's about this kind of globe-trotting adventure that he's going everywhere to kill in all types of varieties yes. of settings. I, I think sometimes in a way that that weakens it as well. Sure. And you can get burned out from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think some p- people, I, I mean... Once again, another movie that we almost reference to constantly, but Bond. <laughs> right, um, right. And as far as Spectre goes, yep. I think the problem was it was, hey, it's one of the longest Bonds, and he's jet-setting more than in any other movie. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's better. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to be jet-setting, you're going to be going around. you got to make it worth it. you got to make yeah. it count. You have to make, make, make it they purpose. They have to be recognizable. They have to have I, weight Yeah, I don't settings. Ju- right. I don't just need to see another city center to, to act in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Make it have purpose. But for this one, again, that slimness hits so New York heavy. Yes. It's, it's, you're there. Yeah. You are just in it, and that's your playground. Yeah. And these locations, again, uh, I mean, to nobody's surprise, but John Wick is a very video gamey type of story. It's a straight line. It's the, these these action sequences are layered like levels almost. And yeah. I think that's there's good, a simplicity. Way to look at it. Yeah. There's a simplicity of just like saying, oh, you know the red circle scene? Yeah. That's a great action scene. Uh, some some parts of these sequels, I can't say that. And I think it, it it's tied to location. You know what I mean? It's yeah. tied to yeah, circumstances yeah. that the action is happening. I would say, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll clock it as kind of a minor praise. I don't mean to just gush and gush over this film, but um, the whole film and the whole series really utilizes this stylized text on screen for subtitles. And I absolutely love it to death, like probably oh, way God. more than I should. <laughs> No, it's so, it's so wonderfully, seeing it for the first time was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It knew exactly what kind of movie it is. Yeah. It knows who it is. As for, its and, identity is just yeah. flawless. And, and just, it, it's introduced in such a way that uh, it's like normal text because they're all, uh, in John Wick 1, they're all Russian mobsters. Right. 
so it's 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 translating the text uh, or it's translating their their language, and then as soon as you get some color thrown in there, it's like oh, this is something else. And then how it's used in scenes and after action, man, so good. Yeah, it's funny. It no, I mean that's the one thing. The humor of John Wick is such a great underlying thing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there is humor there. Yeah, and it knows what it is, and those playing with the subtitles is just so nice. It's yeah. just something that puts a smirk on it, and yet you're still in the action. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, that, that humor is kind of interesting. I, I I remember going way back when, I think even how I introduced this film for our, our movie night, mm-hmm. you know, watching with our friends, it was that, hey, this is kind of almost so bad. It's good in ways uh, that it's 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 silly. Yeah. Uh, but it's intentionally silly. And, and and Keanu's like really not acting here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's, 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 let's call it, you know, what it is. No, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So his physicality makes up for that in, in you know, in, in multiples. But, uh, but yeah. It's a cheesiness. Yeah. And it's cheesiness that they sell it so well. Because they're not, they're not hiding from it in any right. way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah, exactly. Tom, let's call out some copycats. So when I when I say my rating, and this has been previously rated, I'm very I'm very positive on this. Yes. And just just let's let's see some of the ripple effects. So you know I'm not messing around with the rating. I mean, copycats include nobody from the same writer, Hotel Ar- Artemis, Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, Hardcore Henry, Kate, all the Equalizers. Oh with, my gosh, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about copycat. <sighs> Queen Latifah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Queen Latifah. <laughs> I really don't know if Queen Latifah's in The Equalizer. No, Queen, Queen Latifah does the show The Equalizer now. <laughs> and she's the kick-ass. Yeah, Queen Latifah, yep. No. The most believable thing in the world. No. Yeah, Queen Latifah. You didn't know? I had no you idea. You cord cutter you, that's why. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. For real. Ditch the TV. Any more on the list? I mean, yes, but but you know, all of these pale in comparison to the first John Wick. I think you brought up a great point that John Wick, the ripple effect of it, had a way to raise the bar for what type of action yeah. we were seeing. If anything, John Wick, uh, in ways, helps uh, kind of shake some of the Jason Bohr steady cam, or I'm not uh, Jason Bohr, um, shaky cam. cam to the action. A lot of cuts to action, which is of course, you know, you want to leave it uncut mm. as long as possible for kung fu or gung fu <laughs> uh, there's just so much there that is on john wick's shoulders and just how i, I i'm not one to give praise to watching something in its day but i feel like when something creates big spl- a big of big yeah. a splash as john wick has and clearly is enduring i i think it deserves some credit uh, something to note oh my gosh big time yeah. yeah without question absolutely without question it raised the bar because Movies that are still coming out that weren't copycats. Mm-hmm. The action, I think, was elevated because of what this did. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then you just have, as you just discussed, your huge slew of copycats, which are totally <laughs> yeah. copycats. Yeah. <laughs> and I've watched them because, I, if anything, I've been craving more of that. And, and there might be slight differences. I think Nobody was not a rinse and repeat completely. I thought the mm. action was a little bit different. The character was built in a certain way. True, true. Uh, unlike More unlike domesticated. A right, yeah. And the fighting <laughs> yeah. wasn't so... 
gun heavy or something like that. Sure. Or so kung fu, it was more yeah. raw and yeah. just kind of real and brutal and like, in, in a, a weird brawl, way to say. Uh, you know, beat up kind of thing. Right. But uh, copycats nonetheless. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen this first film. I mean, I've seen it countless times, but I haven't seen it since basically doing the podcast, you know what I mean? Sure. Which yep. is such okay. a such a bookmarker for me now. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's thinking about films critically, but thinking about things films critically and then putting those those opinions out there for the internet. <laughs> So I, I saw what I rated this, and I said, oh, boy. <laughs> I said, are you sure, man? Uh, frantically, I was comparing it to other movies in the in the database. I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. But I'm telling you, folks, it earns it. Almost instantly, I understood how this story unfolds is how it all works, um, whether you've seen it before or whether you haven't. Uh, yes, it's an amazing action flick. Yes, it is the pinnacle of boys' watches, but it is truly great because we don't know who John Wick is yet. We're going to go ahead and give John Wick an 83. Okay, 83%. A stellar movie. I kind of forgot it, what, what we got it, too, before. Yeah. before. Wow, 83 is a huge... Woo! Yeah. Big score, big score. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Wow, okay. 83% for the original John Wick. Uh, Not crazy surprising, though. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it gets... At the... Yeah, we're... <laughs> See, we ran into this problem with super low. Where does this land on the upper end of the Tommy Two Shoes? What do you mean, super low? To up... uh, well, uh, just with sixty-five, that it was just like, does it even get one shoe or not? You know what I mean? No, this has a proper place. Okay, yeah, this fair. is this isn't the weird. The, where the shoes get difficult is at the lower end. Okay, when you're at the upper end, things make a lot more sense. Okay, <laughs> got a lot of laces. Yeah, <laughs> double knot maybe. Well, if you think about it, if I give it, if I give a movie two shoes, that's yep. like that's like a Vin, I don't know, 55 to 68. Okay. Or something like, I like that. It. Okay. So, <laughs> if we can have a diagram so on the, the side. It's going to have to be a whole new page. Yeah. We're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> an explanation and a lot of arrows too. Right. Um, I, I don't disagree. There's not much I can add to that. Uh, we're already running really long on this one. Fair. So, Fair. which we might all, you know, we're John Wick fanboys. Yeah, and it's also four movies. Yeah, you know, we got the bandwidth. We'll, we'll stretch it out a little bit. <laughs> but really, no, no much to add unless we do a deep, deep whole podcast on right. this film. Right. Exactly. The, the slimness of it, the introduction of the character, mm-hmm. the way the character is drips and drabs. You get an idea of who this guy is yep. without overselling it too much, where it doesn't be again. The suspension of belief is still available. Yeah. It's still there. I don't know how. It's not a fully fictional world. But it yet. is exactly right. Exactly right. And the novelty does help it as well. Mm-hmm. The start of something that goes bigger than this movie and even the bigger than this franchise yeah. for what we have birth because of it. It's it's just huge. It's a big deal. It's uh, it's a two shoes and one of those and it, we got one lace on there we got too. One lace. One lace. John Wick's using the other lace you, to yeah. strangle someone. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be two and two? I don't know, honestly. Uh, not two and two. Just because that's, I feel two and two, you know, that that's Lord of the Rings for you, basically. You know, all, all quiet. On the no, sure, front also got sure. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not that. Right, right. But a damn, great time. But damn, is it good. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ex- ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think the 83s, and I think, uh, yeah. Two, two, two shoes, and one of those is lace. It, it's, it's, we're, we're doing well here. We're doing well. <laughs> we off to a good start with John Wick. <laughs> okay, let's keep it going then. So we're moving on. That was 2014. We're jumping off three years. This is 2017. This is now John Wick, Chapter 2. Let's break this down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we kind of already talked about two. Okay, now we're getting into world bu- building a little bit. Oh, We've yeah. established who John Wayne is. What are we going to do John now? John Wayne. <laughs> did I say John Wayne? You did say John Wayne. <laughs> Freudian slip. Sorry. 
sorry. <laughs> you know, my autocorrect corrected it to John Wayne once. Is that- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so John Wick, Chapter 2. Uh, Vin, let's just kind of get into it slowly here, and uh, it's two hours and, and two minutes again. It's clocking up. And <laughs> this one, so folks, no, you're right. One and three were on the site. Yeah. Obviously, four did not come out. And even in our previous list, even while sitting down, mm. you have never, ever, ever even given a single number, even in private to me, <laughs> what John, John Wick, Wick 2, 2 would be. Right. So I'm, I can't wait for this. <laughs> How was returning to it watching again? Was it better or worse than you remembered? Or let's just get into it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, right out of the gate, I, I will say that this is probably the weakest of the franchise. And, and that's dangerous for keeping people's attention. You know, I really, that that's where I kind of put credit into the worth itness, uh, the how much you like certain qualities of this because, uh, you know, I, I would say going from one to two, I don't know if there's a huge reason to continue on. So stick with the world building. If that's what you dig about the franchise, folks, then that's, you know, that's where this this whole franchise really thrives. We got some sequelitis here. John Wick is uh, is pulled deeper and deeper into the world he left behind. With the warning of him dipping a toe into the pond, echoing louder and louder, uh, the Continental has two rules, no killing on Continental ground, and all markers of the high table must be honored. Uh, This movie introduces the organization above all these hitmen, and when an elite member evokes his marker, John Wick is pulled back once again. I feel like to your comments about where they put the slow in this film, mm-hmm. I think yeah. this film is probably the one that suffers the most because it has a really bombastic start, uh, basically, of that car, a car garage scene. Uh, and then it's just kind of like, uh, where are we going? You know, and why it, are we caring? Right, you know? right. Yeah. That's, that's true. It gets you going, gets you hyped, and then you're sitting down for a little while. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. And, and because we know who Wick is, the film shifts from peeling back layers of John Wick into peeling back more and more about the assassin world. Uh, And admittedly, it is, you know, one of the best qualities of the franchise. Uh, And if there's one guiding principle to all of these sequels, it is a great application of the rule of cool. Uh, If if something's cool, (laughs) these hitmen are doing it. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's just... uh, And and that's where... Sometimes I say, like, boys watch, and maybe that's a, not an excuse, but a reasoning of why something I think is good in the right setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is boys watch in the sense that I don't think any guy watches this and says, oh, that's not cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just very fundamental. <laughs> that rule of cool is is so amped up and, and, and multiplied upon uh, and compounded uh, in each one of these sequels. So, and we, we kind of start seeing that here. The action structure to Wick 2 is a lot more cat and mouse. There's no true honor among assassins once outside continental grounds. Uh, and that creates a lot of back and forth. It's not this straight line anymore. That right. yeah. It's everyone yeah. against Wick. However, the plot is a little bit more boring, believe it or not. Uh, and there's not too much of a, or, or rather I say, I would say there's too much of a stop and start again uh, that I think hurts how the action is layered. And I'm referring to basically that that sequence that basically is, you know, why does Wick have to get back involved into this when, you know, everything was nice and kind of buttoned up at the end of Wick 1. So. I, it, yes, it's a, it's a great point of, of okay, if we're going to get this character back going again, if we're going to make a franchise yeah, out yeah. of this, how are we going to actually do this? Is right. the bad guy going to be bad enough? Is he going to be powerful enough? Sure. Is it, how do we bring him in? I don't hate the way he gets back in. Okay. Um, our main protagonist basically says, I believe, hey, 
if you would actually stayed out like you did, we would have been fine. Yeah. You're the one who got back in, mm. so here's our marker. True. That I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, we have a powerful figure and everything like that. Uh, I'm okay with, with, I don't know how else it would have had to be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, what do we the do? The problem Ki- of any sequel. Right. Do you kill another yep. dog? <laughs> You know what I mean, right? So it, they almost kind of they they kind of do that. I know. <laughs> they're, they're trying, but yeah, yeah. So, but so I don't hate you know if we're gonna if we're gonna re-enter Dish's character and really go for it yeah. for multiple films. I don't hate the way that they brought him back in. True. Interesting your your take on the slow moments again. It's one thing I really realized where it's just like actually John Wick is either you're either going 100 miles an hour or you're going like three miles an hour. Sure, sure. And when and, the series is described as nonstop action, that's kind of a that's kind of a a misleading uh, I think it's you know, totally kind of misleading yeah, misleading yeah. for all of it too yeah yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of that villain that, that our new elite uh, of the high tables played by Ricardo Scamarco Marcio Scamarcio uh, and he's not a smash hit, also in addition to me not being able to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think the story is structure, uh, the, the story structure is to blame, uh, because uh, the first didn't need to have a knockout villain to work. Vigo was great, but it didn't need to have this knockout villain as a structure, and I think two feels like they need to make too much of a villain out of him. So hmm. I don't know how else you would... The thing is, one is such a revenge story, mm. and two is a much more of a... I wouldn't say survival, but he's put on mm-hmm. his... Where John Wick in one is the attacker. Sure. He's the one who attacks. On yep. the second one, he is a defense kind of guy. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? So I, I me, I, I want to make sure we're going up against somebody yep. that's worth it yeah, yeah, for yeah. us to see. So again, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm half and half on that. Kinda. Yeah. I think it's, it's John Wick 1 cat. John Wick 2, Cat and Mouse, and then 3 and 4 is only Mouse. You know, if I had to kind of, uh, you know, uh, that offensive defense. I like what that. You're saying. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I don't know, maybe that, that Cat and Mouse is, is why this is the is an awkward sequel in, in, in comparison to the others. But are you saying that Ricardo, well, Santino D'Antonio is the character's yes, name. Yep. Are you saying that he was too overly menacing? Like he, like he wasn't uh, no, selling underwhelming. it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Underwhelming. I can get down with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Tom, this is another excellent example of sequelitis, just like we saw in Jurassic Park 2. Uh, I've been loving how Jurassic Park has become a shorthand for me now. You know, it's either J- <laughs> JP1, JP2, is it JW1? J- <laughs> if it's really bad, is it JW2? Oh, the problem is these are, jump, these are JWs too with John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right, of course. Of course. Uh, but plain and simple, there's just no reason to kind of pry open this story. You know, Wick 1 was buttoned up so nicely. I would say the starting action sequence crashing to a slow lead-in to the plot shows this perfectly. Uh, we are almost waiting around aimlessly for Wick to continue his rampage. Uh, and while the marker, I think, is a cool world-building device to teach us rules and, more, and again, more peeling of the onion uh, to, to find more about the assassin world... It honestly couldn't feel weaker compared to the personal revenge that John Wick 1 was. But unraveling more of the world is uh, honestly probably the biggest highlight. Uh, It's endlessly fun seeing cool assassins in their society as story threads are introduced 
beat by beat, we see, you know, more of these assassins and I don't know, it kind of just boils down to, oh, this one attacks in a certain way or this Mm, one has a violin that has a gun in it. And, you know, it's real simple, but it's it's a different way to craft a henchman, you know, a a goon that's just going to die anyway. Uh, It's they get a little bit more love to it, you know. Another one of the best is uh, is introducing the operator system, basically a call system that every assassin has that people can kind of call in contracts uh, on on hits, uh, and this is pivotal for the franchise because it basically is the news bulletin for all hitmen to get up to speed as movie events are unfolding. Yeah. John Wick. Also, one of the most surreal things is that this entire franchise takes place over like three weeks, I think, or something like that. That's funny. It's a I never weird. thought of the time frame for the entire thing. Yeah, it's a little weird. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a praise or, or critique, though. Honestly, it's <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really I don't know if I have an opinion about it in general. Yeah. I think that it, I think it just is right, right. Um, so it's funny what the world building is. This is where I it starts to get numbing for me. Mm, okay. Um, the call center. I don't know why. Me personally, you the don't whole, like it throughout all the films. Mm. There's something about I just wish they did it completely different. Interesting. Okay. And I never really liked it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I never really liked it, e- even up until four. And it's something where I understand what th- I understand John Wick, why we're here, yep. what the purpose is. That suspension of belief I now is, is shot. <laughs> and I know it's it's stupid to even say. <laughs> no. But it's in a way where it's like some of the stuff just could have been different. Some of the yep. stuff could could have just been done a little bit different. That's yep. all. Yep. And one of the big things is like the call stuff. Yeah, believe yeah. it or not, the call center stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Hey, it's the weakest. It's the weakest part for me. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree as far as kind of a suspension of disbelief. I I personally like the style of it, but uh, but yeah, I, I I feel you there. It's something where it's like such care is taken into when you think of the choreography, the action fights, the kung fu. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, okay, this is film number two. We're world building. Yep. What what's, can we come up with? I don't know. I don't know if it feels heartless or soulless or, or if it's just like, oh, yeah, that'll work. Let's put that down on the paper and then it'll just happen. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like there was enough care put into the way we're going to unravel this mm. world a little bit. Or more. how it plays as a, a service that the hitmen use. Yeah. And and. and where in one, we're getting drips and drabs, that yep. drip, drip, drip that we get. That's mm-hmm. so very cool the way they reveal it. And two, now we're getting bashed over the head with it, yeah. too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and that's why I, I think, again, uh, I'll probably say it a handful more times, if um, that world building is not there for you, maybe it's wick and bust, honestly. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll give credit as well. Uh, this is where I think uh, stylizing a lot of these cool killer characters, it starts amping up here and uh, will be outdone by three, and then three will be outdone by four right, as far as right. these cool characters. So a part of that is a big new feature, our guest action stars introduce as enemies to John. This capitalizes on, well, this is capitalized more and more uh, um, as the series continues. But here we get Common, Ruby Rose, um, the legend Franco Nero, from uh, Django, a lot of a lot of uh, spaghetti that's right, westerns, that's right? Yep, and Morpheus himself, Lawrence Fishburne. So uh, I don't know if celeb guest stars is really the word or the phrase for it because some of these push that celeb uh, meter, but <laughs> the it's it's yet again in two we're seeing that the this is more of a a platform to freshen it up like John Wick is going to kill everyone right you know no matter what let's make his adversaries a little bit 
more dynamic. I feel like that's the use and as a platform for other you know stars. I, and I think in. two does okay with it. I'm not like, like yeah. the biggest common fan, but I, I I understand what his character is and why he's yeah. there. Cool. Ruby Rose, she was skyrocketing at this point. Oh, Makes right, sense right. that she's in there. Yep. And then also it I think you had this and it was the feeling in the theater was it was so nice to see Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne together on <laughs> yeah. screen again. Like it's just what you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, why don't we talk about some Keanu performance? Like I said in the very start, uh, a lot of my praise will be universal across this, especially yeah. when it comes to that physicality. Um, John is a man of focus, so luckily that means Keanu doesn't have to do more than grunt and give the occasional one-liner <laughs> after action is done. Uh, here, though, I really feel like it's amped up on his physical training, especially with real weapons work. I've mentioned it, but if you haven't seen it before... Yeah, Keanu has these incredible gun drills that he's doing online, and he's, I mean, he's actually, like, he feels like he's a competition shooter yeah. on these. Vehicle, amp sh uh, vehicle action is very amped up in this one. Uh, it looks stellar. Uh, I feel like it looks I incredible. And there's also a lot of higher prestige in weapon choices with this, I feel like, too specifically being a great gun enthusiast mo movie, uh, the sommelier scene uh, being a very, very nice treat. Oh, you enjoyed that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Um, and, and that's also one of the few highlights of when he gets to Italy in this one. And okay, it's just sure. Like, uh, you know, because otherwise I think that's kind of a, a weak segment of the film. Honestly, as minimal as dramatic acting is in this, Keanu is what saved this film for me in a lot of ways and like I said at the start again that praise is is universal across all four of these films mm -hmm. I think Keanu is great even though you know sometimes that's not really I can't define it as acting <laughs> you know <laughs> so but sadly there are some serious blemishes on this entry uh, I would say the action is a little bit more silly in two and that was only sprinkles in the first one. Uh, actually, unfortunately, there is the funny reload scene in every one of these films that he takes a moment during the action to reload real quick in a funny way. That I'm, joke is I'm repeated game. all four times. Uh, yeah, I'm so game for that. <laughs> You're game for the funny reload. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Here, I think the comedy is cranked up a lot more, both for confrontations and also when they're not in action. The pinnacle being both confrontations with guest star Common being just such a perfect example of where this goofy action is going a little wrong, sure. honestly. The script is also now trying to tell a lot more jokes, I feel, in second, which luckily by the third one, they kind of shuck that loose. Uh, so again, just kind of a, a, a an awkward middle child here. Watching this back to back, I would say I noticed a lot of reuse shots in in the second one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks, but if I want to be mean, I feel like these are just a little bit rehash. And it flip flops from good. Oh yeah, that's a that's you know a fan callback to kind of just is it lazy? I don't know. Right. Okay. Perfect example. The red circle fight is basically just done again in an outdoor concert. Same song, but just worse. It's got worse fight choreography. It's got worse stakes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it it just feels. I don't know. I, I was really on the edge with this one because I was like, well, I love when they get into the caves. Then though. That's true. And you're doing the, the, and you have the flashlights yeah, yeah. and everything like that. <laughs> that you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. The, the infiltration in the beginning, the fact that the song is the same. Sure. I don't know. I I, I was looking at that, and, and, and even in my notes, you know, I kind of wanted your thoughts on that. Is is that kind of fan 
service, if you will. Yeah, that can totally be fan service, uh, yeah. and it can kind of be like, oh, is this going to be a repeating thing that we do? Always right. get ready for the <laughs> this fight with this song going yeah. on. Yeah. I think overall, with this film, because you're coming off of John Wick, mm-hmm. here comes the second one. It's only going to be, everyone is expecting more. Yeah. So the problem is, you need to do more, and then you need to do more. Mm-hmm. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's hard to get... It's hard to crack that same smile. It's, it's, it's difficult to get that wow factor in it again. Mm-hmm. So even though we're watching action that might be a little bit a little bit more intense, a little mm-hmm. bit longer, it's you were already expecting it into your head. Sure. So how special is it really? Yeah. I think that yeah. also has a, has a big play. Yeah. And it's the novelty of the first one. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Yeah. First to it. Uh, but yeah, I was on the edge with that a little bit. And uh, be curious. Any, any fans uh, of folks out there, uh, fans of the John Wick franchise... Curious of what you think of some of the callbacks of the second one. I also, I also was thinking, like, maybe they were in a position like, yeah, we're not going to get another chance at this, <laughs> you know, by, by two. So maybe they just wanted to, like, you know, uh, make a bunch of callbacks. But either way, uh, I think overall, this is a fine entry and key to what becomes the main ingredient of the world building, peeling back the layers to the assassin underworld, uh, but nowhere near the heights of the first film. We're going to go ahead and give John Wick, Chapter 2, a 61. Whoa, that mm. t- it's, that is worse than I thought. That yeah. is lower than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to at least be high 60s, if not 70s. I just think wow. m- more often I was saying to myself, I'm kind of bored uh, in this film. Wow, uh, okay. And, uh, again, I think, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it relates to a lot of moving elements to it. Uh, like I said, I mean, that was, for a 61, that was a long review. So I think, I, yeah. I think I've said so, all I want to say ever about John Wick Chapter 2. So I, it, I, I definitely, and I think with all of these, is I wouldn't skip around. If you're going to watch them, watch mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I think you would agree with that. Yep. Nothing's bad, so bad that you should skip. Oh, right, um, right. And keep it going because the action is still somewhat fun to watch. Yeah. Well, it's always fun to watch, let's mm-hmm. be honest. But mm-hmm. I, I, I get that completely. I get the same feeling um, over and over the more they think of it that two and three are like one long movie almost believe it or not not all of them even though the chronological order of time and short time that's Mm -hmm. passed um, I totally treat these almost as one film and I treat one and four as separate Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And that I th- that's perfect. I, I think with that, let's just jump in right away. Sure. We pick things up three. Uh, no, t- we're two years later now. Mm-hmm. We're in 2019. This is John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum, and this is two hours and ten minutes. Not too much longer than the second one. Mm-hmm. And right away we pick up. Let's kind of get into this. I'll have some more back and forth as well. Because sure. again, I kind of look at these two very similar. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, the only preface I have with this one is that, uh, again, if you're on the hook with the franchise, no problem. Story-wise, I want to keep it slim to a little bit of void spoilers just because, if anything, to your point, they do kind of play into each other so directly. Right. Uh, it's kind of hard to talk about the, the opening here, but um, luckily uh, it keeps it simple for me. John Wick is on the run. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, like I said earlier, the cat and mouse game of the last film has been flipped on its head, and the entire criminal underworld is after John Wick with a ridiculous bounty on his head. Uh, friends prove that they were never friends, and Many enemies of John Wick have yet another reason to put a bullet in his head. Uh, This causes John to flee the city in search of the high table, hoping that he can kind of kill his way out of the pond he dipped back into. I would say right off the back, first 30 minutes, excellent in this film. This has a great sense of urgency in that first 30 minutes. There's a real threat to John Wick here. 
with impossible odds. Uh, and it's, at least for that first act, it's such a nonstop barrage of action with characters that draw you in and really gives Keanu a run for his money. And I mean, like, in other physical performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, once again, uh, Stahelski is just having a ball with creating different type of hitmen that don't need to be explained beyond how they fight or kill. Like, again, this guy's the knife guy, or this guy's just really tall. Or, you know? <laughs> um, it's great because, you know, the outcome is the same, but we can have fun in how we get there. Uh, and it's really such a great way to improve on that average henchman we see in any kind of action scene by making them a special assassin in some way. And just how this factor was introduced in two, improved on here, I would say, once again, it is reaches its best use in 4. It's really fine-tuned. They understand that this creativity around other characters besides John Wick is is a highlight, and they tune into that for 4. Yeah, now. not the fact that John Wick is all about uh, large character development, <laughs> yeah. but the taste that, the, that we do get and the variety. Yeah. It's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish they kept it up for the entire film, though. Uh, I think, honestly, sadly, the middle second act is yet another stumble uh, the sequel has in kind of capturing the magic that the first one's simple and flawless plot structure had. Once Wick is out of the city, uh, the film gets a lot weaker, a lot slower, and a lot muddier in trying to peel back the criminal underworld. I feel like it kind of gets lost in its own in its own lore a little bit once uh, we enter the second act. The film has a very strong first, a very strong third, but it's that middle second that brings this film down a few notches for me. Would you say the same? I might disagree with you a little bit. Okay. So I understand that where we, again, we have our slow moments. Yeah. And it's two hours and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So there's a decent amount of slow in here. Mm-hmm. I have to say... Again, now that it's John Wick 3, I'll say right off the bat, 2 and 3 are not getting shoes. Okay. I give, obviously, for 2. Sure. Uh, 3 will not be getting shoes as well. Okay. My thing about them is, technically, I think I actually like 2 better than 3. Okay. For me, 3 is the worst one out of them all. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I can't help that there's a few things bringing it down for me. Mm-hmm. And just the absolute anticipation of what I thought this was going to be or what this could be was a letdown. Mm. The first act, I was a little underwhelmed. Mm. The last act and our big our big shabam yeah. at the end, yeah. I thought it finally it wasn't enough variety where it just kind of felt repetitive. Mm. There's one kind of bad critic or bad thing I heard about four. Mm-hmm. And that's like, well, it's just so much that it's repetitive and you get numb to it. Mm. I completely disagree. Right. The most I felt numb to action mm-hmm. is in three, not four. Mm. I felt it a little bit in the beginning, yep. but not much. It's things in the beginning that I actually had other issues with. Sure. But by the end of it... It's the repetitiveness that I was numb to it now. Still have a smirk on my face. Sure. Still enjoying seeing the action yeah. taking place. But the slam-bam finish, this great act three. Mm-hmm. I came out of this film having some issues with it, not feeling fully fulfilled. Yep. After watching it just the other day again, mm-hmm. I felt the exact same way. It had wow. really really hasn't changed on me. Yeah. Some of the character character development and the, and the plot... I felt was good. Some mm-hmm. of the character development and, and, and plot was slow, lingering, unnecessary, mm. and just and just lagged. Sure. So for those two reasons, with some of the action and the plot cues, mm-hmm. I just think this is kind of really my weakest. I yeah. agree that Act 2 is the worst out of all three acts. So. Okay. Uh, and I'm glad you say so because, um, honestly, I, I was digging Act 3, but I can 100% yeah. see what you mean. And, and, and It was definitely... a long way to answer just your question on the acts, but... <laughs> That's my encompassing the way I kind of yeah. view it. Yeah, and and I can't I, I can't 
say I, I disagree even slightly in saying that this film has kind of been frozen in time for me a little bit. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. You know, Ed, the, how I feel about it is exactly how I feel, you know, coming into it and, and rewatching it for that reason. Uh, this continues higher-end celebrity guest spots uh, for action sequences and brings in kung fu talent from around the industry and even more from Keanu's past. Uh, Angelica Houston, Halle Berry, uh, Randall G- Duck Kim from uh, Matrix Reloaded, uh, who is the key master. Uh, I love that addition. Yan <laughs> uh, Yan Ruhin from uh, The Raid, which is, he, I mean, a physical talent uh, to be reckoned with. Basketball player uh, Boban Marjovic. Uh, I'm not familiar with basketball, but he was the tall guy <laughs> and an interesting fight sequence. Best of all, Mark Dacascos from Iron Chef. He is the Iron Chef. Uh, I, yeah, the words of my uncle. <laughs> I, I thought. I mean, he has some. He has some jokes. I loved every action sequence he was in. Uh, the action sequences around his crew, I thought, was great. I was really impressed with. Honestly, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I listen. I love me Iron Chef. <laughs> Special place in my heart. Yep. I like him less and less. Oh, really? Uh, and this movie was the start of it. It oh. bothered me. I didn't like the way he was written. I didn't like the way he sold it. I, yeah, he, it, I, I, I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't love him. Okay. His Fair crew enough. was fine. His crew yep. was good enough. I didn't need him. Okay. I, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought that was going to be a highlight for both of us. Um, but I, I think um, what it shows is that. The film with his character specifically, uh-huh. uh, I, I forget what his character. I think it's zero, zero or something. Yeah, yeah. It introduces a key factor to the fourth film that we have these 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 colorful henchmen to other assassins. Uh, we have their their fighting styles being varied, so the film explores other types of action. Yeah, definitely. Um, this film in just zero as a character uh, explores fleshing them out in that in this world. There are countless top assassins, just like John Wick, and all of them are at disposal of the high table. So although his kind of light fleshing out is is brief in this, uh, it does show that there are characters similar to John Wick. And I think that is, if anything, if there's a point to the first uh, to the fourth one, is that there are other John Wicks in the world uh, that, that we're going to be coming across that have similar beef, but also similar strings being pulled by the high table then. so Yeah, and that's where I think, you know, it's funny with this one. I, there's things that I like about it, because now, again, two really cracked that into that nut. Yep. of this massive world that we're going to explore. And like yep, I said, yep, it's yep. not so much a drip drip, it's more of a bashing it over your head. <laughs> yeah. So that being accustomed to that, it it's, it lightens the load a little bit on three. Mm-hmm. That is expected a little bit. Another thing is, is the repetitiveness of just how many assassins there are. That mm. suspension of belief has been long gone now. <laughs> right, long right. gone, and that's what maybe is also a numbing factor a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's the number, the sheer number, which yeah. can be cool. Like all of Manhattan, right, <laughs> pretty right. much. <laughs> can be cool. Also can be a little lackluster for the same reason. Yeah, uh, you know? the 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 I don't know the the small realism that John Wick One has is never returned to. We're only going deeper and deeper into more of a comic book fictional world of these assassins. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would say personally, I think a lot works better than the second entry here. Action sequences break up the heavy gunfights of the second film. There's more knives. There's more vehicles. There's now more dogs in this with Holly Berry's character. There's a lot of dog combat. A lot which, of dog combat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's impressive. Uh, 
I I I don't know really where I stand on it. Uh, I Same. guess Same. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to judge against you know just the normal action. So, um, fight choreography though is very intense. Physicality of fights is much more demanding than ever. With this kind of mounting forces of of Wick growing out of control, um, you know, don't get me wrong, there is still plenty of gunfights, but I think here might be some of the best fights in the series that it's not relying on guns. Um, hmm. A great example is that there's an early knife fight in that first <laughs> thirty minutes. I mean, that was a blast. Yeah, see. it's 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 just really great, and uh, you can just again, you can tell Stahelski is just having a ball with fight choreography, particularly the final fight sequence. Uh, is, uh, I would say, a, a joy to watch just in the sense that it includes some characters that we don't normally see in fighting uh, uh, capacity. Okay, sure. And it pays off with uh, a, particularly a hand-to-hand fight sequence that I would say captures some of the magic of location work that I praised the first one for, but also kind of captures some of the roots of, you know, where does the action of John Wick being... where Where is it born from? And I think it's born from... You know, a lot of intense Indonesian action films, uh, Taiwanese action films, and, and Chinese action films. And I think the ending of three, uh, those fight sequences, I hmm. was appreciative okay. because that's kind of how I found John Wick in the first place, you know? I like uh, that. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I will say, and I have to, and this will be kind of my final note here. Um, it, however, with that last ac- action sequence, there is a sprinkling of criticism that will be amped up and dialed up a lot more for the final entry, and unfortunately in a bad way, and that is weaker lethality in gunfights. So I'll, I'll leave that there for now. Returning to this after seeing it for the first time in theaters, I, I could clearly see what pieces worked together, what pieces didn't. Uh, and it's just that middle portion that is a little bit awkwardly slow in a ballooning runtime that only gets bigger for the final entry. We're going to go ahead and give John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, a 69. Okay, 69. All right, we're creeping up. We're creeping we're up. We're creeping oh, I'm up. I'm excited to see how we're going to do. If I'm, <laughs> we have purposely have not said a single word about four. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I said, I just texted you and said, make sure you see it in IMAX <laughs> or Dolby Atmos. That's it for the sound. And I totally agree because right from the beginning, what what was, oh man, I meant to write it down. There was an audio cue right in the beginning. I was like, oh, that's what he means. <laughs> that, that's what he meant. Okay, so 69 for John Wick 3. Wow. Okay, so uh, just some cleanup here that I want to touch base on. Sure. One, Holly Berry was cool. I could have done without Holly Berry altogether. Yeah. Yep. A- uh, Asia Kate Dillon playing the adjudicator is mm. my least favorite character in all four films. Uh, yep, yep. Can't stand her. I thought it was terrible. I mm. thought what should have been menacing and, and had some sort of power, she mm-hmm. lacked. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, some you want to have that scrappy kind of cool girl aspect mm. i think uh put ruby rose in her position sure sure um, she can even go after this kind of authoritarian she has uh, the law or she has the rules on her side i mean on, thing, yeah, yeah i mean honestly i'm trying i was just try, when i was watching it again it's just like oh my god i hate this character so much she's not <laughs> selling it and i just try to think who would be better and i'm struggling with the name but at the same time anyone is the yeah, answer anyone yeah. would be better i agree um, do you prefer a uh, second villain over over her Second villain, uh, Italian high table guy. Oh wait, uh, in yeah, the yeah. second one, who yes. I perform more? Yeah. Oh my god, Italian guy. Oh, okay. Like like in spades, okay. in spades, in spades. Oh my god, yeah. And then we haven't mentioned it once, and we'll just mention it now, <laughs> and because four I know is going to be long enough of a review as well. 
I love Ian McShane. I think he's a, yes. as, as Winston. Yeah. Winston is a great character. Yep. I love seeing him on screen. I liked Chad uh, Stileski mm-hmm. recognizes that, too. Yep. He gives yep. the fans what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, and, you know, we want a little Lance Reddick. Yeah. And we definitely want Ian McShane, Ian McShane as, as Winston. Yeah. He's yep. the owner of the Continental, in case you're not, not aware. Yeah. Uh, a great character. He's just... Nice to watch on screen. Yeah, he's a cool yeah. guy. Uh, he was also in Deadwood as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's and, right. And really good in Deadwood. Yeah, but just a great actor, great character. Yep. and he sells it great. Um, Absolutely. You know, I agree. we can spend some more time on that, but I just wanted to say yeah. that. Okay, wow. So we have John Wick Chapter Two, sixty one. John Wick Chapter Three, sixty nine. Very good, Vin. Uh, this, I'm I'm very excited for four. But before that, folks, let's go ahead and get into our donation segment. So we do have a producer for today. Wow, Vin. for the Wick episode, excellent. Yeah, which is nice. I think. And uh, we have a the, the producer that we've seen before. So it says Glenn and Carol are coming oh. in. Uh, they donated $25. I still owe him then, that, uh, the, the, these comedies and <laughs> that thing you do. Well, let's see what Glenn and Carol have to say there. They say, <laughs> Vinny and Thomas, congratulations on your Diamond 75th episode. Wow. Uh, very happy to hear that more folks are tuning into the show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Vinny, so glad you had a comedy to review in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Finally, a comedy. I think that was uh, that makes it two or three in the last 25 episodes. You even mentioned Airplane during the segment as well. Kudos to you. <laughs> Guys, I believe that part of the donation, though, should go to Andrea for having to sit through the painful slog of the movie 65. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> we were there, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was bad. That yeah, was bad. Yeah, but, yeah. no, we're keeping the money. Also... <laughs> Very interested in Thomas's selection of birthday movies to review. Uh, Vin, time to break out those assless chaps from the Magic Mike trilogy for the viewing of Swingers. Also looking forward to the critique of the movie Bridge on the River Kwai, seen it several times. As avid listeners, we wish you continued success with the podcast. Love it. Thank you love so much, Glenn and Carol, coming in. Um, Producers, executive producers of episode 76, thank you so much for your $25, and you continue to just be sustaining producers here in the Daily Ratings. Yeah. We thank you all so much. Uh, folks, if you're wondering what's going on here, if you're wondering how Glenn and Carol became producers, basically, you go to the do- you go to the dailyratings.com, you go to the donations page, and uh, through monetary support, you go ahead and donate whatever amount of value you feel you receive from us. Mm-hmm. It's a value for value model. So whether that's five bucks to you, that might mean a lot to you or a little bit to somebody else, but mm-hmm. it's whatever value you're getting. You can go ahead and just pick whatever number, you send it our way, you write in a note, just like Glenn and Carol did here, and we're going to read it here on the podcast. And that's some of the uh, the best joy that we get out of this, uh, is just hearing from all of you, and hearing what uh, what, what you like to hear, and... And as the show... Yeah, <laughs> little <now>. comments <laughs> like the actual... <laughs> and as the show grows, it's gonna this segment's going to grow and grow into really content-rich stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The point is, we want to stay away from corporate advertising. We don't want to get into what that means and what that has, what we sure. have to do in order to make that work. Also, mm-hmm. you become the product, mm-hmm. not the product itself that we're shilling to you. Sure. sure. Um, so that's that's another reason why to stay away from it. But basically, we're building something special here. It's been a blast. We thank you, all of you producers and those who you will, those of you who will produce in the future. Um, it's a good time, and like I said, it's a value for value model. It's dailyratings.com. You head to the donations page. We're also going to be coming out with the newsletter here soon, just a couple weeks. You go to the bottom of the page, sign up for the newsletter. It's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. We're not going to... It, we're, yeah, we're not going to throw ads in your face. We're, we're not, not gonna, spamming you. Exactly, yeah, yeah, not yeah. spamming at all. So bottom of the page, sign up for the newsletter. It's going to be a good time. Okay, 
Now, Vin, with that, let's jump <laughs> on to our newly released. This is John Wick Chapter I'm so 4. Excited. It's meaty. It's two hours and 50 minutes. I don't know. I literally don't know what you're going to say. We didn't trade smile. When we did, said nothing. Yeah, we didn't lock it was, eyes. It was un, nothing. Yeah, unspoken when you came over here. Uh, we just didn't touch it. So I think what we'll do... I would like to just you go for a bit, okay? And then I'll go. I brought my own for the first time ever. I think really? I brought notes. Oh wow! <laughs> Taking it very seriously. <laughs> the Tommy Two Shoes is off a, off a caliber. And we'll <laughs> and we'll wrap it up. I have some thoughts as well about the franchise in general sure. and box office and oh. things like that. Like I think it would be great to kind of touch on. Would love I'm to hear box office. Really nerding out over yeah. the stats <laughs> on this one. That's fantastic. So it'll be fun to kind of go through that. Yeah. We'll save that for the end. For right now, Vin. John Wick, Chapter 4, 2 hours and 50 minutes. How do we like it? Uh, I, I got to say, honestly, my takeaway here is that John Wick 4 is such a big movie and, and operates in such a self-contained way that, honestly, you can kind of see John Wick 4 on its own, uh, which is was surprising. I did not expect that. I feel like there's enough content and world building in its own that if you haven't seen the John Wicks, you, you might be able to survive. Oh. And, and if anything, I want to bring that up right at the gate because um, for just like the success of this franchise and like how cool the director is and how much all of the people involved put into this, give it some love uh, in the theater. If you, if even if you're maybe not a John Wick fan, I think I think this isn't going to going to put you in a bad spot with it. Uh, can I make a caveat? Sure, in there? sure. Um, I I tend to disagree with you, okay, because we have so much buildup with some of these characters' mm. relationship that you have a personal thing with them after mm -hmm. watching these films. There's also backstory comments here, or there things you might just want to watch. Sure, I'd say at minimum, mm -hmm. if you just this is obviously doing well, it's going to be the biggest one yet. Yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. If you go see this and you haven't seen the others, just watch a YouTube recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's like probably very good. seriously. Yeah, I think yeah. get yourself caught up. You know what the characters look like. You know what we're dealing with. You know yep. what situation John Wick is in currently. Sure, uh, sure. I, I, I definitely would recommend that. Yeah, true, true. So, uh, folks, it's all been leading up to this: the retirement that was never meant to be, as the high table will not let let John Wick rest. One last time, we follow John Wick's journey to kill them all. And to kill them all, he's got to go everywhere, basically. <laughs> uh, this puts John Wick on a globetrotting adventure to see all walks of Assassin's life, from Japan to Europe and beyond. There really is a a lot as far as location work and um, a lot of variety. I mean, this uh, I'll get to it in just a bit, but I feel like they had the choice to maybe take each one of these locations and say, oh, well, we can make a John Wick in Japan, we can make a John Wick in Berlin, we can make a John Wick in Paris, and they just made one big John Wick. And I think that's a very good thing instead of just bleeding out the franchise for semi-weak entries like yeah. we've seen in 2 and 3, honestly. Mm -hmm. so. I, think, I think that's a great way to put it, yep. Yeah. Now, listen, for a movie to be in three-hour territory, it largely falls on the shoulders of the story that's being told and not that it's a precise uh, measurement but i think a general worthiness uh when we come out of that story does that justify a three-hour runtime uh this may be an exception to that though because where most movies have primarily a story focus if they're in that three-hour territory john wick's focus is just a 
a whole lot of action. <laughs> I mean, a whole, whole lot of action. This movie uses its uh, variety of locations to give us, honestly, a smorgasbord of action sequences. Uh, it is downright to the point that it laps the other films with offering so much action. I think there's, you know, besides just the runtime, I think there's more action per minute as a quota <laughs> uh, than two and three. It really is. Its, it's focus is clear. Uh, and uh, I think one of the biggest highlights to all of this is that the world building is clocked up. The film grows and covers so much, it makes the last few films feel like dribbles of information in comparison to how much is covered here. How different continental hotels work in different different countries. The different players of different countries. How John Wick's legend lives up in different countries. Um, I honestly think the runtime was worth it. And instead of giving us you know, three movies with John Wick in Blank City, uh, it's all packed into one action-packed finale. And I think that's a great quality to this film. Hmm, okay. Now, uh, I like this movie a lot, but I have to get one huge critique out of the way. Uh, and like I said, uh, at the end of John Wick 3, there is a serious, serious problem with lethality. And I'll tell you what, uh, the runtime could be cut down a lot more if everyone wasn't so bulletproof. You know, I understand that armor was used as kind of the the final boss, if you will, of the last film, Uh, but fights could be a lot more lethal, feel a lot more better without this ridiculous bullet armor that everyone has. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I'll give a pass to the fully decked out soldiers that, you know, John Wick literally has to get up close and personal to kill. Because it kind of presents an opportunity for different fight choreography in a three-hour action movie. (laughs) So you really got to freshen things up. (laughs) Blocking bullets with a suit jacket really robs a lot of scenes of lethality and stakes, most importantly, which is not a problem any of these films had previously. I don't think any of these films I was saying, oh, that didn't feel as lethal as possible, you know? Uh, down to the fundamentals of of how action is created around the character of John Wick. Um, you know, again, don't get me wrong, this is an awesome movie, but this bulletproofness was really bittersweet for me and shown much more in the first third of the film, and sadly, I think the entire Japan segment, honestly. So, Tom, he's winding up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad we're setting this up where you're going to go, and then yeah. I'll kind of give my I review it. of it. I love it. Uh, I I <laughs> Watching this movie and watching what you're talking about now, I had zero problem with. Really? However, you were in the back of my mind the entire time. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a problem for you. (laughs) And if I could could make a very loose connection to a movie that we previously, very recently reviewed, was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mm. uh, Ant-Man's second movie. And it was the use of the quick shrinking and then popping up, the quick shrinking and popping up. (laughs) I couldn't help but have you sitting on my shoulder going, what is this? What is this? (laughs) So did I have an issue with it? No. I think it added John Wick now having to be way more creative and, and the ingenuity into having to kill this guy. Sure. So I had no problem with it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Uh, yeah, and that's, I knew- ex- <laughs> that's so funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be an issue on the other side of the table. <laughs> well, because especially it's in the first third of the film, and my knives are out of just like, does this film earn right. three-hour territory? Right, sure. And I think 
even after I was said and done, me even thinking it worth it was worth it. It's just I don't know that that the whole Japan sequence. I was just like. I don't know, it, and, and it was such a unique problem because I think none of the other films have that. They have don't really that touch issue. on it, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I would say that is may sound like a minor nitpick. Clearly, is a minor nitpick if it didn't even well maybe it crossed your mind in a in kind of in an a ironic way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I I think it was a, a little bit more because again, if if right down to my 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 comments on justifying the three hour runtime, yeah. If the justification is action. I'm looking at the action in a different way, and and those scenes in that first third, it just I don't know. Uh, it was it was lagging a little bit. I'll tell you right now. I think I th- you're going to think of people listening. You're going to think of it three ways. Yeah. You're either one not even going to really notice, or Fair. not not that you won't notice. You're not going to care at all. Yep. For me, I was enjoying it because the ingenuity John Wick now has to come up to how to kill these guys. Sure. Uh, or you're going to come down on your side, which yep. is mm, a little cheap. Yeah, a little, a little cheap. cheap. And again, it's the suits. You know what I mean? It's it's you know what I mean someone shot with a rifle it. round at some point and they pull up their suit jacket and you're telling me that's yeah you know I mean I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I just didn't hate it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I like that though because that's that's important kind of opposite ends of the spectrum right, right. with that. But uh, but that's about it. I think everything else is is a lot of gold here. Uh, most of all, some of the best use of guest stars to date. These new guest stars include uh, the fighting legend Donnie Yen, finally showing some of his skills from the Ip Man fr- franchise. Which, honestly, after seeing this film, I was I was ready to start an Ip Man, you know, series special. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, Donnie Yen has been in some. Westernized movies. He was in Rogue One, also playing a blind guy. <laughs> which I thought yes, was so like, just, is, he yeah. ca- is he typecast by by being blind? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he plays another blind character. His name is Kane. Yeah, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's such a powerhouse. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, who might be doing a terrible French accent. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'd like your thoughts on that, but. Uh, uh, Clancy Brown, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, uh, and then Shamer Anderson, uh, or Shamir Anderson. Um, I would say Shamir Anderson and Donnie Yen, though, really get the crown. Um, Donnie Yen playing that blind man, once again, is such a joy to see pop up in a shootout. And he really does appear like a, a new challenger in the video game of, of John Wick. Um, it, it was just so entertaining to to see him pop up. And that really is for the for his counterpart as well with Tremere Anderson. He plays kind of this hobo tracker. There's also world building with the hobo codes uh, that has been flirted at before okay, with uh, yeah. Fishburne's character. Yep, yep, yep. It's it just both of them exactly what I want out of this rule of cool hitman design. I really enjoyed them growing the ideas of other assassins that have stories like Wick and realizing the high table is the one that holds all the strings. Uh, I would say later fight sequences are able to build upon this as adversaries as well in interesting ways. Uh, The Berlin sequence is a great example of, wow, we have now have a little bit of history with all of these characters. Uh, and this was, a, a, you know, one of the moments that I was saying, oh, wow, the three-hour runtime is clicking. Mm. It's worth it because now they can set up some expectations and now they can set up some consequences of John Wick once again coming across the battlefield uh, and, and coming across a blind man that is <laughs> killing everyone. It's awesome. <laughs> so um, those that's where a lot of these reviews have been building up towards. I feel like in two, we flirt with guest stars. Three, 
we get a little guest car guest stars and one of them gets a little bit of um some development actually character wise in four in a very good way these two characters um uh, get the full treatment uh, and i think in a good way go ahead <laughs> uh, yeah no i i've I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not disagreeing anyway. I was wondering if you would like actually Donnie Yen's character because at times I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, at, at first, I didn't know. It, at, I quickly was like, very cool the character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. As far as that, uh, I mean, these locations, I think um, you know, just how I have referred to it, these locations and set pieces once again in the focus elevates the action some big action highlights are uh, the club scene in berlin and the whole radio sequence in paris which is a huge shout out to 1979's the warriors our mutual friend had told me this afterwards which i thought was cool because i wasn't necessarily loving it to be honest with you while watching like the dj talking over music again it also has to do with my least kind of favorite part of all the john wicks and the underworld is Mm. the call center which is kind of (laughs) is attached to that basically you know what i mean so that that was the thing but especially after learning that it's like oh okay all right yeah I, i put it in the same camp that like how they include a Western shout out with Franco Nero in two. You know what I mean? He's he, it, Stahelski is calling out to other action films in these action yeah. films. And it's also a good way because the way, and for folks, what we're talking about is kind of a radio voice is kind of narrating things. Yep. I liked it. The reason why I did like it and it was okay, really, while watching it, it's mm-hmm. not like I was disliking it, sure. was it was a great way to change up the music. Yes. Because we're dealing with the DJ and that. Yeah, was a great way to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Which even to that point, I had some notes uh, that I, that I removed that I was like, the soundtrack kind of stagnates for a while until that. And uh, you know, I'm a sucker for any kind of creative use to put a soundtrack in an actual world. You know, in an actual character's hands. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's a reason for it being you know played. So, uh, <laughs> honestly, though, these two big sequences, and I, I can't even just call them scenes. I mean, they're they're you know they're, they're practically the second and third act essentially. It, it made the whole movie for me. Out the door, any critiques of the first third? Uh, as soon as wow. the Berlin club sequence had and how creative they were using these other hitman characters I was I was in love I was I was like yes wow. <laughs> this, is, wow. this is finally something really really worth a praise just like how John Wick one was worth a praise so these these big sequences the fight locations are wonderfully sprawling and used the cities in such creative ways I loved it you know, one specific gunfight within the Paris section is worth standalone praise. The cinematography presented is in this top-down view of an apartment, and the gunfight that unfolds is incredible. Okay, um, yeah. It is a clear nod to a lot of the video game inspiration that John Wick has, specifically uh, Hotline Miami, and it recaptured some of that video gamey goodness that is in the first movie. And really, if I had to even take away my connection to video games, it's really just simplicity. Uh, It's simplicity in trying to communicate an action scene in just the straightest and the coolest ways possible. Uh, And that uh, that top-down view of the apartment and how the gunfight is communicated, man, I I was was in love with it. I was in love. (laughs) I I was straight up jealous of that scene that someone was able to do Did you see it in Dolby Atmos or did you see it in IMAX? Uh, Just Dolby Atmos. Okay, all right. You were in IMAX? I was in IMAX. Uh, I forgot how good the sound was in IMAX. By the way, it's half IMAX, not like... Oh, the big big fair, time fair. but you know the amc I yeah think, local still big screen sure man the reason why i said it to you not screened i didn't care much about though mm. sound yes was that. absolutely yeah, just, absolutely. just yeah, i just wanted to ask okay. and maybe that's a that's a hidden praise amongst all of these i mean we're talking about real weapon work we're mm-hmm. talking about 
you know, gunfire out the wazoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sound design is a, is definitely a hidden praise to all of these mm-hmm. films. You know, but yeah, uh, really, really just loved that sequence and and yeah, that that second and and, and third chunk of the film. Uh, I, I was I was locked in. Uh, some amazing soundtrack choices, particularly in hard hitting house music. We got Justice, we got Gustafelstein, and of course the returning La Castlevania, uh, which basically the the Red Circle uh, song mm-hmm. by La Castlevania is basically John Wick's theme now. <laughs> like it'll play at different sequences. And uh, that I liked. I mean, that was basically like his killing theme, uh, which I enjoyed a lot. So, uh, but just, yeah, just a total banger of the soundtrack of a soundtrack. Want to toss it by because I, I'm honestly wrapping up soon. I'm, <laughs> I feel like we've How gone separate, long enough. I think, I, should we? I feel like we should treat these separately. Okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I would say one closing thought on my end. Uh, uh, I would say I'm going to be honest and. In the beginning, I mentioned this. I, I I don't know if this is a film you absolutely have to see. You bring up a good point, though, Tom, because it's there is a lot of personal connection with Wick, you, definitely Winston as a character. You have the luxury of seeing the the other three mm-hmm. stepping into four. I got to tell you, if I if I didn't see anything and I walked into this, mm-hmm. one, I would not have the connection that I I should with mm-hmm. the characters. One, but two. I would definitely be a little lost. Sure. I definitely would be a little lost. I mean, you have to understand the through line of dogs. <laughs> you know, and it's little, little things like that. There's What's, true, yeah. What, the reason why John Wick is out of retirement, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's all about the dog. Just kind of things like that. <laughs> yeah. Which, because there are going to be people that are going to be going to see this, mm-hmm. that maybe aren't them, maybe haven't seen them. Yep. And again, it's don't go watch three movies. Go at least do a recap. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Or at minimum, just watch John Wick one because I think if there's anything that you do by jumping ahead, you rob the simplicity of John Wick one because you're going to know all the crazy beats. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I honestly I think this is going to be one of the cases where we're going to agree to disagree. Okay. On this one, but you'll understand why I'm saying that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Overall, though, I would say Wick four has some stumbles that feel unusual. Uh, to run this late in the franchise, no less around action. Uh, but um, it, the film just does so much right and has such a fun time giving us the wildest action scenes Stahelski can can cook up, honestly. Give it a watch, and you will find yourself gripped with some of the most creative action uh, honestly put on film. We're going to go ahead and give John Wick Chapter 4 a 79. Ooh, okay, nice. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. Good. I I cannot tell you how happy I am about that. (laughs) There was a lot of chatter online to say, oh, John Wick's the the best of the franchise. I could see some people's perspective on that. Personally, for me, though, it's it's one all the way. I think a lot of people would be in that camp. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people at least had said how much, yeah. I, I, I love seeing 79. Yeah, yeah. I was worried, I was concerned for your sake when this <laughs> came up, honestly. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I, you know, you. I, I know how you feel about one. I know yeah. how much you love one. You right, know and I mean? the very particular way it unfolds. Yes, definitely. Seven, yeah. Great score, 79. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Go I'll ahead. just get into it. I'll, be, I'll, I'll put it? on my, my Vinny, I don't know, shirt. Uh, <laughs> <My Vinny> shirt. <laughs> I'll put on my Vinny shoes. So, I hated this film. No, <laughs> no, no okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had legit surprise on me. <laughs> um, okay, so, so first of all, I stayed away from 
uh, all trailers of the movie. Oh, really? And I stayed away from cast of the movie. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, like, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize Skarsgård was in it until very soon, <laughs> like, basically when the movie was coming out. Yep, yep. Um, I, I stayed away from all of it. Yep. The reason why is that because it had to do with three being a bit of a letdown with me. Mm. Uh, okay, so for me, I had two main flaws with the film. Okay. Okay. One was the... We got to talk about the length and that there were too many slow scenes put together. Mm. Act two, I didn't like. Really? It was two hours and 50 minutes long. And I'll tell you what, I like I prefaced in the beginning, all of John Wick's are slow and they're extremely fast. Yeah. It is a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. With this, when I look at the individual slow scenes, there's some I would definitely slim up a little bit. There's some you could trim fat off of. Overall, the individual scenes are quite good. And we're dealing with our cool characters. We're dealing with this. The problem is, I think it's too many in close proximity together. Hmm. And I really felt a a midway kind of slog. Hmm. There was story. There was development there. It's not like I'm sitting there just saying, get to the action, get to the action, get to the action. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it is just, I think like maybe 20 minutes should have been shaved mm-hmm. off. Interesting. And I think if you're going to have these many scenes in a row, I think then you need to go ahead and take a knife to multiple of, of these. Sure, sure. Uh, I did feel... Some lagging. Yeah. There's a there's a poker scene, for instance. Okay. Not only did I think the scene was too long, I mm-hmm. thought the payoff was not good enough. Mm, okay. Um, so that to me was one thing. I think uh I think you could have shaved off twenty minutes and gotten the same effect, and it would have been twenty minutes shorter of slow, mm-hmm. and it would have been that much more of a percentage of action mm. of what you're looking for. Wow. Apparently there's a cut out there that's four hours. I d- I'm <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Right, right, which I think we both would agree. No way in no hell. Way, no way, way in hell. No way in hell. <laughs> The other main thing is the plot isn't as grand as it could be. Mm. I thought the plot was going to go in a certain way because the movie is setting up to be yep. and go a certain direction, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't go there. And I have to say, like, like during the movie, I was thinking it was in the back of my mind the entire time. I cannot fault this movie 100% for having this plot issue, though, mm-hmm. because doing because I stayed away from it so much. Yeah. Now, literally just it, scratching the surface of kind of the John Wick franchise and what is, what's been going on. Mm-hmm. We have Anna de Armas coming out with her own film. Right, that's in the John, Right, that's in the John Wick world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to stay after the credits, I didn't uh, to learn that maybe I should have stayed after the Wait, credits. Wait, what? Yes. It didn't surprise me when I found out about it. Okay. Uh, because I walked out, the first thing I walked out, I was just like, well, this is what they're going to do. Yeah. So it's kind of obvious if you're just paying attention, okay, but sure. maybe stay behind the credits. Yep. The point is, there's things that need to be in this world, mm-hmm. um, so I understand why they went in the way that they did. I can only imagine Chad and Keanu, who is now executive producing, mm. um, they wanted to go a certain direction, but weren't allowed and understand mm. that maybe they couldn't because the John world is being ripped open even wider, yep, you yep. Know, even even at, outside of John. Yep. Those are my two main issues. Mm. Let's talk about some. I'll talk about my strength, basically. <laughs> One, the jet setting was okay because okay. we're primed and ready to go. The yep. reason why I say it's important to watch two and three, where I felt a bit of a letdown, mm-hmm. a bit of a letdown with two, even though I feel like two was a nice jump from one. That letdown in three and the opening of the door more and more and the bashing over the head of the, of the world building, <laughs> where it kind of, I wasn't loving it in two and three. Mm-hmm. I'm primed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Nothing is a surprise where he can go anywhere, and now I'm just happy about it. Yeah, I understand yeah. that this is the character. This is the world. Here we are. So it, I wasn't being like, oh, okay, now we're here. Okay, well, what's this? <laughs> Not really this. We're going to do this. No, I'm, I'm fine. Sure, I've sure. Been, I've been ready to go. That's yeah. fine. Action, action, action. It is better than the rest. Where two and three were step-ups. Yep. 
still it because you're arriving to the theater expecting so much mm-hmm. you gotta really do more than that and two and three i was smirking there were definitely smirks mm-hmm. i cannot tell you how many different times in the theater i was gr- ear to ear <laughs> grinning oh yeah <laughs> i don't know how they do it you think i mean you want to talk about repetitive again yeah. i heard somebody say that this movie felt repetitive because oh, it's so okay. much or so long i yep. didn't feel it at all really? i think they kept it different each action scene was totally different the yep. ways of fighting the ways of the, the means of fighting were completely different it was so good i couldn't believe that they that they got me when i said you got to be better and then you have to be better yep yep they were in so many ways. <laughs> this set the new bar. Yeah. Where two and three were at the same bar, you know what I mean, basically? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you're, you're adding to it. Yeah. Like you Great, would. Like you but, would. Yeah. They, they, this was a leap forward. Yeah. In my opinion, this was a leap forward. Absolutely. Uh, it was, the folks, the action is so good. Uh, another thing, I liked the characters, just as you said. Mm-hmm. Really liked the characters. I think the weakest was Mr. Nobody. Mm. Uh, there was a second one. Oh, I didn't love uh, Asian Guy's daughter all too much. but Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of like dropped out of nowhere, right? Yeah, so... and. That's all. But for the main part, I mean, the characters were pretty compelling and pretty great. Yep. So, so that was okay. Cinematography was beautiful yeah. and gorgeous. Yeah. I think there was one action scene that was lackluster. When mm-hmm. I said in that previous one where the payoff I don't think was good enough, mm-hmm. um, it was this scene. I don't think – it seemed like it's something that could have been out of one or two. I wasn't crazy impressed with mm-hmm. the action. Okay. It was the best looking, though. Oh, it yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely the gorgeous. The color work, yeah, absolutely. The inti- and, this, and they've had this the same cinematographer for at least the past three, mm-hmm. if not the past four, all four films. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a phenomenal looking film. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. This is one of the best soundtracks to a film, in my opinion. <laughs> it's a banger. It is a I banger. loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Now, John Wick has a theme, because you brought up the theme before. It, yep. It's not the circle theme. John Wick has this kind of drone. When you hear it, you're yeah. like, oh, like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's more... Ah. I'll have to, we'll have to talk about it yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a theme, and in my opinion, in previous John Wicks... The theme is, one, played too often and played too loud. Mm. And for here, they did a really good job at that main John Wick theme, bringing that down and just throwing in awesome music <laughs> yeah. and blasting. I mean, if I could, if everyone in the world could listen to me for 30 seconds, today, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> normally I would pitch the daily ratings. For this, it would just be, go see it in a good sounding theater. <laughs> Go see this film in a good sounding theater. Please, 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 please. Yeah, yeah. And if and I swear to God, stay out of the movie tavern. If you watch it, if you watch this movie over the weekend in yep. movie tavern, it's a different – go see it in a better film, yeah, in, yeah. in a better theater. It's a different film. Yeah. When you're It's immersed, worth even the extra money you would spend. In it, absolutely. Yeah. That's how good the sound is. To that, I also just want to say it's a great sounding movie. So mm. take the music out of it, music choices out of it. The sound mixing, the sound editing – uh, everything from the footsteps to the mechanics of the gun, anything mm. that's tactical or touched or things like that. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was a joy to listen to. Mm. Uh, it was just beautiful and great sounding. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Other than that, I mean, it, it, that's pretty much it. I would cut off time. I definitely would. I would shave time off of it. Interesting. Um, I was left a little frustrated. Wow. Um, not left frustrated. During right. burn the movie, I was a little frustrated. Mm. And I kept on being like, well, should I take a pre-break now? Uh, I don't know. It, mm. It's got to be action coming up. <laughs> right. Turns out, I had some chances to take a pre-break. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. Was, there was some chances to take a pre-break. Yeah. Had they gone with the plot where I thought they were going to go, mm-hmm. then the time frame makes sense and probably could have got some better action out of it. But 
I couldn't believe how what good the action was. Yeah. Been. I mean, it was oh, awesome. Man. It was. I couldn't believe they did it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. So. That's pretty much, I think, just all my notes. I'll, I'll say this. With the movie that we had, if they shave 15 to 20 minutes off, mm-hmm. this would be, uh, in my opinion, just as good or slightly better than one. Mm. If the plot was the way I thought it was going to be and the slowness was kind of leveled out, mm-hmm. this would easily be two shoes and two laces. Mm. Wow. Um, wow. The plot wasn't quite there for me, mm-hmm. but it was good. Uh, and then the length was a little bit too long for me, but still, with that, it's still very close for me than the first one. It gets yeah. two shoes, and one of those laces are tied. That's great. Um, That's great. No two shoes about it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, or just two shoes about it. That's. He's still working on the brand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, they were very, very comparable because one was what set it off. It was very novel, very yep. great. But boy, if you were to jump from one to four, it would be a visual. Unbelievable feast. <laughs> oh, and that's where you say maybe, you know, a, a recap versus maybe just watching one and four, like I said. One and four would be crazy. I mean, if, <laughs> if one and four would be like taking drugs and going to see a normal action movie, I, I think. I don't know. Yeah, because it would just transform in such a, <laughs> such a way. A yeah. big thing to why I say, though, two and three was, again, because you're getting primed with how just big this world is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very true. And like I said, I was primed and ready to go. So, hey, we're good. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's great. That's that's. I'm what, so glad that we both enjoyed this film. <laughs> I was nervous with you, I'll have to say. And then just basically how this film is doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's 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 doing great. I mean, uh, John Wick one had a domestic forty four million dollars total. Okay, it had basically forty four million, forty three million mm-hmm. international. So it's just just what 85, 86, 88 million mm-hmm. total. Mm-hmm. Uh, this already this hit seventy three. Just domestically in the first weekend, wow. it made 135 internationally in its first weekend. As a hundred million dollar budget, it's going to be printing by this time next week. It's going to be printing money already, and it's fantastic. And it should note, it is a rated R film. Yeah, this might be in serious contention to be top five rated R films ever in the country. Wow, and. Wow. What I love about the John Wick franchise and its increasing success, each one is doing better than the last. What I love about it is John Wick is big and doing well because people want to go see John Wick. Mm -hmm. You go see Avatar because it's literally beaten into your soul. (laughs) And basically we're told for some reason as a society, we all got together and (laughs) said, okay, I guess we have to go see this movie. (laughs) No one's excited for it. No one really wants to go see it, but okay, it's there. We'll go see it. Uh, Marvel schlock that's been coming out. It's like, well, it's in the theater and it's PG-13. I guess we'll take the kids because it's there. You don't really care. It's just hit over your head constantly. John Wick is organically building a being great. And I I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the good ones that's winning. Yeah, big time. Now, in three years, as they build it, I mean, talk to us in three years, then it's just going to be the same schlock, probably, <laughs> if they keep on building in this world. But. Yeah, I'm sure that same world building that we love will uh, turn sour eventually if they're going to run this franchise into the ground yeah. with spinoffs and whatnot. So. But we both love four. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I I will say, let me just uh, reinforce, uh, I agree with you 100% with sound design and seeing it in a good theater, you know. If that alone is yeah. worth adding to the box office because uh, you know, despite rooting for a good franchise uh, and seeing it while it's in theater, this really does um deserve, you know, as far yeah. as the design alone, the gun work, everything around the sound. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay, uh, Vin, with that, is there anything you want to add? Are we going to roll credits here? No, or? this is running long. Let's... <laughs> okay, <laughs> nothing, nothing you want to add? There's, there's one. Let's, let's actually... The, what's around is next week's episode as well. So I think it's it's better suited. Okay. Uh, and I think I think that'll be that'll be good for the Throwing day. a teaser in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vin, thank you so much for watching these movies. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, folks at home, we'll run it down one more time here. We have John Wick with an 83%. John Wick Chapter 2 with a 61 John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum with a 69 And finally, John Wick Chapter 4 with a 79%. Folks, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Daily Ratings Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you would, could you give us a good rating or tell a friend about us? If you're wondering if a film is worth a watch, or if you'd just like to see more movie ratings for Vince, be sure to stop by thedailyratings.com, where we have our ever-expanding catalog of films. Also, if you found value in the podcast or our site, become a producer and go to the Donations tab on thedailyratings.com. You can donate whatever amount of value you feel you see from us. We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast.